I identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. And welcome, welcome, welcome to Bob Bernie Live on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, It has been steamy here in Columbus, Ohio, and I understand it's been very steamy in Tampa, Florida as well. And once again, today we welcome our listeners in Florida on Faith Talk. Pardon me, 570, 760, and 910 a.m. Uh, the Bill Bunkley Show, we are simulcasting. My name is Bob Bernie. I host Bob Bernie Live in Columbus, Ohio, on the Word, AM 880 and 104.5 FM. And once again, we have linked the two stations together, and we're going to simulcast. Top of the hour. Uh, We'll be joined by our friends in Washington, D.C. as well, and we will be simulcasting there also. Uh, Now, to those of you in Florida, uh, please forgive me for a little local baseball. Well, inside baseball, I suppose. Uh, In Florida, recreational marijuana is not legal. It's not legal here in Ohio either, but it is. Could be. Just yesterday, a group proposing recreational pot um, submitted signatures to uh, put the issue on the November ballot. It is hard for me to imagine that the people of Ohio could be dumb enough to approve recreational marijuana, but it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, The proponents are loud and proud and well-funded because marijuana is destructive, horribly destructive. But boy, does it make money. And so millions and millions of dollars are being poured into the state of Ohio to uh, not only get this on the ballot in November, but then to get it passed. We already have medical marijuana like you folks in Florida do. We already have that. And that's already been a big enough problem. And now they want recreational marijuana. Now, if you want to know how you should take a stand on this, 
just do a little bit of research. Uh, look at the states that have had recreational marijuana for a few years. Uh, look at Colorado. Uh, look at the rise in drug use among teenagers. Uh, look at the rise of emergency visits for drug use in Colorado. Uh, look at the increased number of traffic accidents by drug-impaired drivers. Uh, just take a look, honestly, objectively, at the mayhem that recreational marijuana has caused. And then I would think, I would hope, that any reasonable person would say, no, this, no, this is not a good idea. And we all know that um, anyone who wants it bad enough is going to get it anyway. Uh, let me let me tell you a quick story. To my Ohio listeners, you may have heard me recount this before. I've shared it, I know, once, maybe twice. But uh, I think it bears repeating. My wife and I used to take the train to California every winter. I am from Southern California, and we enjoy taking the train. So for several years, every Christmas time or shortly after Christmas, we'd hop on the train and head to California. One of those years, uh, I'm from Southern California, but we decided uh, we would take the train out the northern route and go to San Francisco and then drive down the coast from San Francisco to Los Angeles. And it was wonderful. Well, on the trip out to California, out to San Francisco, uh my wife and I headed down to the dining car, and uh, you well, you don't have assigned seats. You you show up and you take whatever seat the dining room conductor, whatever his name is, uh, he tells you where to sit. And so we went and sat down. A few minutes later, a gentleman alone came and sat across from us. There are four top booths. And a few minutes later, another gentleman by himself sat down. So it's my wife and I, two guys that don't know each other. And uh, so we're just talking over, I don't remember whether it was lunch or dinner, we're just talking. And I turned to the guy directly across from me and I said, uh, what do you do? He says, I sell pot. I said, oh, really? He says, yeah, I, I sell pot. I have a pot shop in uh, San Francisco. I sell medical marijuana. I said, really? I uh, make a lot of money. Oh, yeah, I'm making lots and lots and lots of money. I said, okay, medical marijuana, huh? He says, yeah, 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 I'm licensed to sell medical mar- marijuana. So then I said, all right, now tell me the truth. I mean, just between us, do most of the people that come into your shop and buy the marijuana, are they really buying it for medicinal purposes? And he started laughing. He said, of course not. Everybody knows they're coming in just to get high. But they've gotten some doctor to sign a prescription. But hey, everybody knows they just want to smoke it to get high. No, most of the people are not really using it for medicinal purposes. I said, okay. So then, and this is a true story. I'm telling you the truth. I turned to the guy who's sitting next to him. And I said, and what do you do? He says, I'm with the DEA, Drug Enforcement Agency. He, he worked for the drug, the Federal Drug Enforcement Agency. And I said to him, 
Um, so you're with the D- did you just hear what this guy said about his pot sales in San Francisco? Yeah. I said, does that bother you? He says, no, we know it too. We we know. We know that most people aren't buying it for medicinal purposes. And I said, and you're not going to do anything about it? No, there's really nothing we could do. And I, I remember that so distinctly that here is a guy representing the federal government. The guy who's selling pot is clearly breaking the law, willingly, knowingly, proudly, loudly. And the the federal agent sitting next to him didn't really care. Well, uh, the Secretary of State here in Ohio will have to verify uh, the signatures and um, um, certify whether there are enough signatures for this issue to be on the ballot. Number one, I hope and pray they don't have enough signatures. I hope and pray it's not on the ballot. If it makes it, however, I hope and pray that the people of Ohio will have enough common sense to say, no, 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 not here. Not here. That's my hope, anyway. And I know there are efforts in Florida as well to get legalized recreational marijuana. I hope you folks in Florida have enough common sense to uh, say no, no, no as well. My number is 877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live, looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live and the Bill Bunkley Show. Uh, Just one other Ohio issue, but I hope it will be of interest um, to those of you in Florida. There has been quite a battle here in Ohio and in many other states across the country concerning school choice, giving parents, giving parents the right to choose where their tax dollars go. Well, Ohio has a brand new budget. Our Governor Mike DeWine just signed it Tuesday of this week. And the budget includes a pro-school choice policy. Uh, A spokesperson for the American Federation for Children said, quote, Ohio is the eighth state to go all in on school choice in just two years. The dam is breaking for the government school monopoly. Ohio's voucher expansion allows families earning up to 450% of the federal poverty line to apply for scholarships. Previously, only families earning up to 250% of the poverty line were eligible. The scholarships provided uh, increased by 12%, which is the same increase public schools received and so forth. So um, this is a step in the right direction. 
We also have what is being called the Backpack Bill, which gives even more freedom to parents. And the reason it's called a backpack, you know, the kid puts a backpack and wherever the kid goes, the backpack goes. Well, the Backpack Bill says wherever the child goes, the funding goes. It's your tax dollars. It's out of your pocket. You should be able to choose where your kids go to school and where that money is spent. Now, of course, of course, the teachers' unions are having a fit. Now, think about this. The greatest fear of the public school system in America is that it would become public. No, seriously. That, no, that's not an exaggeration. The greatest fear of the public school system led by the teachers' unions, the greatest fear is that public schools would actually be controlled by the public. For years now, teachers and teachers' unions, and by the way, there are many wonderful, wonderful Christian, godly teachers in the public school system And I am thankful for every one of them. I have a whole host of them in my audience, and I am grateful for them. I wish their tribe would increase. That does not diminish the fact, however, that the public school system in America is in a stranglehold by the far, far progressive left. And as I continue to say, because I continue to mean it and believe it, Everything the liberal progressive left left touches, they kill. They destroy, including and maybe even especially our public school system. For years and years and years, the public school system has said to parents, we are the professionals. We have degrees in education. We went to the university. Now, you may be an engineer, you may be a uh, you may be a scientist. You may be the CEO of a of a top five hundred company, but you're not a teacher. And we are trained to teach your children. So you just give them to us. You drop them off in the morning, and then you stay away. We'll we'll take care of them. We will teach them because we know what's best. In fact. We know better than you do what is best for your children because we are the highly trained and highly paid professionals. And then you come back at the end of the school, at the end of the school day, and you pick them up or stick them on the bus and welcome them when they come home. But during the day, stay away. You don't need to know what we're teaching. You don't need to know what's going on. Just trust us. And for years, parents in America were dumb enough to say, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess they are the professionals, oh, yeah. And um, we have seen what has happened. If there was any good thing that came out of COVID, I've said this before, please forgive my repetition, but it's important. If there was anything good that came out of COVID, Many, many thousands of parents for the very first time 
looked over their kids' shoulders when the kids were virtual learning on their little laptop at home. Parents were looking over their shoulders, and they were going, what? Did I hear your teacher say that? Are you really studying this? Is that really what you're learning in class? And parents began to be awakened. And they began to get involved. They began attending school board meetings, demanding transparency, demanding that public schools become public schools, demanding to see the curriculum, to know what their kids are being taught. In other words, doing what they should have been doing all along. And the American educational community is, well, they're petrified and they're angry. They're furious. They don't want you to know what's going on. And in addition to that, thousands of parents have decided to run for the school board. Hey, if these are public schools, maybe I should get involved. Maybe I should run for a school board seat. And uh, school boards are being turned upside down and inside out by truly concerned parents. It's happening all over America. And the teachers' unions are frightened. They don't want... They don't want parental involvement. And that should tell you basically everything you need to know. All right, quick break, then we'll be back. 